Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Everything you need to know in the Badger State and beyond. Here's your host, Steve Scafidi. Hey, welcome to the 11 o'clock hour. I am Steve. As Big Voice Guy just said, it is Tuesday, February 6th. You never know where the show's going to go. You start with a plan. Sometimes the plan changes. Sometimes guests change, come and go. In this case, we have a, a, a new guest that wasn't on the, on the outline. He represents the state of Wisconsin, the 7th District, which uh, I believe is the Wausau area. I, I think he lives in Wausau. And that individual, that guest, is Representative Tom Tiffany, who joins us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Steve. Good to join you. So, yes, you are correct. It does include Wausau. That's the major, largest municipality. I actually live in Manaqua. Oh, which is also a very beautiful place. I've been there many times. I'm way to Mercer, Wisconsin, which you probably know as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, very well. You know, Steve, just an aside, been a tough winter up north. We haven't, you guys have more snow than we've had, and boy, no snowmobiling this year, and all the rest have been tough on the tourism businesses in the far north and the upper peninsula. So I spent some time ice fishing in, 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 in Mercer, Wisconsin, and I know Hurley Ironwood. Have we seen anything like this in, in like, any time recent history? I think I, I saw somebody post something the other day, and they said the winter of 1980-81 was similar to this, where there basically wasn't much winter. Yeah, it's just crazy. And, and I know, and, I, and I, I talked about this last week on the show, there's a lot of people who depend on that, that winter recreational stuff, the, the trails, the snow, snow machines, snowmobiling, whatever the way you refer to it as, um, skiing, all that. Ski hills can make snow, most of them. But the, the trails for snowmobiles, you need snow to fall. And at some point, that, that has a serious economic impact for the folks who depend on that. So hopefully, we still got a chunk of time. You know how Wisconsin winters are, Congressman. Oh, oh, yes, we do. March and April could get really snowy. Yes. Yeah, so there's hope, there's hope still out there. And, and I always tell people, don't cancel your plans. If you have a reservation at one of these places, there's great restaurants up there. I've been in a lot of them. I spent a lot of time in northern Wisconsin. Still, still go up there. Even if the trails aren't open, you can have a lot of a, a great time up there. All right. The reason you called, what, this is what I love about social media. An online conversation about border policy, immigration policy, prompted you to to respond to one of my tweets, or X, whatever X calls them now, posts, and I said, let's do it. So I'll tell you my frustration on the border crisis, immigration policy. And I do agree that the, the president has messed the bed on this, President Joe Biden, not enforcing things. I also have a historical context that says both sides have messed the bed on this issue for decades. And I think most Americans, and you can tell me if you agree or not, think we should have a clear, concise policy for who gets in, who doesn't, and how we administrate that border with Mexico. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do, Steve. Um, I agree with that characterization. And, and it's really... You know, this has been going on, uh, presidents of both parties, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you go, you go back to President Reagan, and um, this is a place where, shall we say, border hawks, uh, they're critical of President Reagan, oftentimes one of the few things that they're critical of him, but um, where he was basically said, okay, we're going to agree to take all these people in, and then we'll get enforcement in the future. And I think that's the big concern is that, okay, you get the promise, or yeah, you get the real-time more people coming in, 
Um, but then you get the enforcement later, and that's what President Reagan agreed to. And so people get concerned about that as a result of it. But, yeah, this has been going on for a long time. So my frust- frustration, recent frustration, has been it seems like for the first time there was an effort by both sides, including a lot of Republican senators. I don't know if any congressmen are in that mix. There's probably a few that said, okay, we have an opportunity to do something here. I know, looking back, that the House that you serve in, in, I believe, May of, of last year, passed H.R. 2, which I'll read, I'll read from the, the headline. The bill makes various changes to immigration law, including imposing limits on asylum eligibility, requiring employers to use an electronic system to verify the employment eligibility, eligibility of new employees, all really important things. So if... And as, as I responded to some of the tweets this morning, if, if a new law is not, leaded, not needed, why did the House pass new legislation in May? I don't get the, that difference. Yeah. So, um, and I responded to you this morning, and the reason I'm on is that it was a very good question. And it was a very good question because um, President Biden does have the ability to get the border secured. Under the previous administration, they were moving in that direction, not completely secured, but they were moving in that direction. And when President Biden, his second action he took on January 20th of 2021 after shutting down Keystone XL is he said, I'm going to institute catch and release. And it's catch and release is exactly as it's referred to. Somebody says, hey, I want to be a silee. I want to get into the country. And they say, yep, you can come on in and you have your hearing later, which in most cases doesn't happen um, for a long time, if it ever happens. And um, so President Biden does have the ability to secure the border. He has all the authority that he needs in the Immigration and Naturalization Act to be able to do that. The reason we did H.R. 2 is we wanted to get more of this stuff in statute. So that way there's no misconception by the courts because you know, Steve, you've probably seen conflicting opinions come down by the courts as it goes through the federal court system. And we wanted to put it in statute, a number of these things, so that there was, there was no doubt what the intent of Congress is. Second reason that we did this, we wanted to give authority to the state's attorney generals to be able to have a cause of action if their state was being overrun. So see Texas, see Arizona, California, um, certainly now. And so a state attorney general could take action if they chose to. And uh, the third thing is, and this is a part of the bill that I actually worked on on the Judiciary Committee, is in regards to immigration parole, is parole is supposed to be used on a case-by-case basis. It was put in law in 1952. And What Secretary Mayorkas has done and the Biden administration is they've done these mass paroles. For example, the Afghan evacuees that came out in August of 2021, 78,000 of them, they were largely given parole. That is not how parole is supposed to be used. So we really wanted to tighten up that parole, immigration parole language also, uh, Steve. And we just thought we would have a bet, we would be able to have better border security by having this in statute given that explanation which i which i thank you for providing it's not law the house passed it senate has have they ever taken action on it uh the house has passed it and it's in the senate it's in the senate but they haven't they haven't voted on it yet the senate has not voted on it that's correct so given that reality a lot of people some are including republican senators probably some you you know fairly well just from seeing each other in congress supported the idea of, all right, so 
why don't we try to do something? And they crafted a Senate bill. I have not seen the text of it. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. Um, but that effort has actually not produced anything. It sounds like it's going nowhere. The speaker, which I'll ask you about in a second, Speaker Mike Johnson, has basically said it's, I'm paraphrasing, but dead on arrival in the House. Do you agree with Speaker Mike Johnson that it should be dead on arrival? Or is this just where we're going to play politics with it, my word, and and not have anything done until the next election happens? So, um, and you are correct that I've heard from a, a few Republicans, you know, this is a product of compromise. Let's do something. The one thing, so I served in the state legislature for nearly 10 years, and one of the commitments I made early on was that I'm not going to support a bill that does something. You've got to make sure that it's going to be effective. And the um, basically the Amnesty Act that the Senate um, has introduced over the weekend is it, there are so many loopholes in it that it is worse than doing something because people will say, okay, we're going to get the border secured here. We will not. And I would point to, there's a whole bunch of things I could point to in the bill that provide these loopholes. But the biggest one is the president can declare an emergency anytime and the bill um, and the operative parts of the bill are not implemented. So you put this big loophole in it. I would cite Senator Chris Murphy who was one of the authors of this, he was quoted this weekend as saying, no, in this bill, the border never closes. So when you look at things like that, it is, um, we are not going to secure the border with this. This is once again going to be another one of those fig leaves. Going back to Reagan in the 1980s, and we've seen it a few times in the decades since, where People say, okay, yeah, we're going, to, we're going to do something about the border and we're going to secure the border. We're going to do something about illegal immigration. This does not in any way solve the problem. In fact, it probably makes it worse. Wisconsin Congressman Tom Tiffany joining us from, are you in Washington right now? Yeah, we're in session this week. Uh, so thanks for taking the time, first and foremost. All right, so a couple quick ones. Do you support the impeachment of, of Mayorkas? I will vote for it. Yes, I am going to vote for his impeachment. Do you worry that, and this is sort of a general one, looking at the impact of politics campaigns on the process, which is men and women in Congress creating and passing legislation, do you worry that, as some people have said, that a candidate for president, in this case former President Donald Trump, has a, a strong influence, some people's minds, on proposed legislation? Is that a good thing? Or a bad thing? So, you know, I'm not sure who they're referencing in regards to that other than former President Trump. But, for example, I was asked by a, a radio, um, a news person up north, um, did you, um, are you saying what you're saying in regards to these so-called border bills that, um, um, that, you're not, um, that you're not going to support the Senate version because President Trump came out and said something? That is not the case at all. And I can tell you, certainly those of us on the Judiciary Committee who wrote this, including Representative Fitzgerald from down in your neck of the woods, um, uh, what President Trump has to say has nothing to do with us not supporting the Senate version um, of border security, because we know that it will not work. 
that it is not going to accomplish its goal. So President Trump doesn't have anything to do with the decisions I make. I mean, I've always made a commitment to people. Um, I make the decisions based on what's best for our country and for my constituents. Since I'm talking to you, Congressman, let's 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 let you have the power. If you have the power to make the decisions on the border exclusively, if you were sitting in the Oval Office or wherever, what would that policy look like? Just give me some basic checklist items so that those of us in Wisconsin kind of know where where you're coming from. Yeah, if you go back to January 20th of 2021 with the executive orders from President Biden, what did he do? He ended or he started catch and release. So in other words, you can come into the country. You don't have to wait for your asylum hearing. Um, Remain in Mexico was taken away. Remain in Mexico was very effective because it required people to do their asylum hearings in an outside third country, in particular Mexico. That really discouraged people from coming here because they knew they were going to have a legitimate asylum hearing, not this just waving people in. Um, I would resume construction of the border wall. I've met with sheriffs down in Arizona and Texas, and they say, yes, it works. Is it a panacea? No. But if you use it in conjunction with other technologies, it can be effective. I would make sure that um, parole was being done in an appropriate manner, uh, not doing these mass parole um, uh, enrollments that are coming into the country. Use it as it says in the law. It needs to be done on a case-by-case basis. So the principal things, though, see, really are um, you, you take away catch and release and restart remain in Mexico when you got to do your asylum hearing outside of the country. And then just enforce the laws that are already on the books. Speaker Mike Johnson has said the right number for crossings uh, across that border. I'm assuming he's talking about illegal is zero. He doesn't mean zero immigration, legal immigration across that border from those countries south of that border, does he? He does not. And so remember the bill that we're talking about, the Senate version, they're talking about you can have up to 5,000 people coming in illegally before you are mandated enforcement. President Obama's head of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, said back in the day that 1,000 illegal uh, border crossings is an emergency for the United States of America. Amazing how things have changed. No, see, I see this as a three-step process. One we need to secure the border. Second, those people who are able-bodied Americans need to work because we hear from employers all the time, help wanted signs everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. We have about three to five million people since COVID in March of 2020 that are on the sidelines that could be working. We need to do that secondly to make sure that all able-bodied Americans are incentivized to work. And then the third thing, we need to reform our immigration system because I believe in legal immigration, and we need to make it work for American, for Americans and for America because we should have legal immigration, but that comes after securing the border. I appreciate you taking the time. I'll ask you one more question about impeachment. Do you worry as a congressman, as an elected official in, in Washington, that we may, are, we may be in a situation where we're overdoing the impeachment play. We saw it with President Donald Trump. We see it with attempts, these hearings for current president. We're talking about uh, impeaching Mayorkas here. Are you worried that we're playing that card too much? Yeah, it deeply concerns me that it becomes flippant. And uh, But I will say the reason I'm going to vote for impeachment with uh, Secretary Mayorkas is he is ignoring the law. The INA it requires him to take these actions. The second thing, I've seen it in the Judiciary Committee, he has lied to Congress. He's told us the border is secure. 
And the Border Patrol, who worked for him, the head of the Border Patrol said, no, the border is not secure, as well as other things that uh, Secretary Mayorkas says, hate to use the word, but has lied to us. So to your the first part of the question, I am concerned about this being used in the way it has been. But in this case, I think it's warranted. Congressman Tom Tiffany, representing uh, northern Wisconsin. I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm glad you reached out, and I look forward to future conversations. Yeah, thanks for carving out some time today. Always a good discussion about this stuff, Steve. I appreciate it. Uh, we will talk again. Uh, Congressman Tom Tiffany. We'll take a break here. Listen, of course, to WTMJ.